It's definitely a drug that's like known in the the gay community primarily because I think one of the effects is it just like relaxes you, including your your anus. I'm Yuki, joined by my co-host Reggie, and you're listening to Modern Day Hippie, the podcast about doing drugs in a responsible, fun, and safe way to improve your life. Before we jump into today's episode, a quick legal disclaimer. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Our goal is to educate and inform others about the realities of substance use in an engaging format. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to attempt to recreate anything found in this episode or any of our other content. We are not confessing to any acts stated in this podcast. The content in this episode should not be treated as factual or real in any way. Now, with that, we hope you enjoyed today's show. What's up, hippies? It's your boys, Yuki and Reggie here. I'm coming off a bit of a, a banger party weekend, so still uh, recovering in sleep, even though that was like three or four days ago at this point, reminiscent of the story that I'm going to share today. But Reggie, how have you been, man? Been doing well, man. How about yourself? Other than lack of sleep. <laughs> yeah, trying to balance the uh, the needs of like running a few businesses and doing a lot of fun drug-related things, meeting a lot of people prepping for Burning Man, all that kind of shit. Hey man, work hard, play hard, right? 100%. Yeah. Although I can't run on as little sleep as I used to, but you know, it's it's for the best. Like literally after this weekend, like Saturday night, I was out until like 6 or 7 a.m. And I slept in like as long as my body would let me, but it just wasn't quality sleep because anytime you're doing drugs, your sleep the night after will just like not be as good as sober sleep. And so then Sunday night, I let myself sleep in. I slept in until like 2 p.m. on Monday, which is like super necessary, but it was good. It like mostly reset. Damn, that's wild, man. My girlfriend's got you beat though. She could sleep in until 6 p.m., 8 p.m. Doesn't even matter. Damn, dude. That's like a good thing. But also I think I've had that much flexibility to do that every day that I would just become like a lazy piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) i feel that man hey sleep's important like super important and people don't realize that drugs mess up your sleep like people think oh like let me smoke a joint before bed i'll get some good sleep like nah bro fucking up your sleep that way yeah and there's such a big difference between things helping you get to sleep and things helping you get quality sleep like whether it's drugs like weed or or whatever, but even with something like melatonin, which is literally designed to help you sleep, like it helps you get to sleep, but the sleep you actually get on melatonin is not as good as sleep that you'd get sober. But hey, it's a trade-off. Like if you think you can't fall asleep at all, better to get some melatonin induced sleep than just like no sleep at all. Damn, I honestly, I don't even buy the melatonin thing, dude. I feel like you can use melatonin to fix your circadian rhythm, but other than that, like you're playing yourself. <laughs> I mean, I use it like once in a blue moon if I want to get to sleep when I know I won't be able to, but I never wake up feeling very refreshed from it. Yeah, that makes sense. But speaking of feeling sleepy and dissociated, I think it was two weeks ago now, I had my first time trying poppers, which was a very just like unexpected out of the blue experience. And so I wanted to share that on on the pod today, because this might actually be the first time that we've been like recording the podcast and have tried a new drug like during us recording episodes. So I thought this was like a special moment, if you will. Dude, what are poppers? Like the only thing I've ever really heard of them is like people use them to relax their asshole or something like during gay. Yeah, it, 
It's definitely a drug that's like known in the the gay community primarily because I think one of the effects is it just like relaxes you, including your your anus. So like before you're gonna have sex, but it is also like a mad dissociative that's super short term. It literally lasts like 45 to 60 seconds, but for that time period, you're like just absolutely in another dimension. You get like some visuals, but you're just like like you need to sit down and just like take it all in, and it feels like it lasts a while, but it's only like a minute or less. Damn. Wait, so just for my own understanding, how is that different than like whippets? Yeah. So honestly, like, like before we were doing it, I was already doing a bunch of like ketamine and stuff. So I wasn't like a totally sober (laughs) state of mind. So I will be honest, I I broke one of our, our rules of not mixing drugs the first time you do them. I apologize. Do not do this. This is not recommended at all. Was a little bit of a dumbass, but I I felt comfortable in that I was hanging out with people who I knew and trusted. I'm like, I know you're not going to like fuck me over. You know the other stuff that I'm on tonight. So in that moment, it made it feel a little more passable. But again, would not recommend it. And like before it, I'm like, I'm just putting my trust in, in my homies. I'm like, just let me go on this experience. They like show me the way. And they did a really good job of like preparing me for it. Like they told me exactly what was going to happen beforehand that I did it. And I felt very adequately prepared, but even like going home that night or rather it was like the morning after just trying to like read what this substance actually is and like what it does. I still don't have a really great answer, but literally, so the form it comes in, the reason it's called poppers is because I think it used to come in these small like gel tabs that you would just like squeeze and and pop. And then the idea is like it's this liquid that you just you sniff like the fumes from it. And to be honest, it totally smells just like chemicals. Like it smells like fucking paint or something. And so that definitely put me off of it. I'm like, I don't think this is something I'm going to be doing on a consistent basis. I'm glad that I tried it like that one night. It was an experience, but I definitely won't be seeking it out. But basically, as soon as you inhale it, like you just kind of like sit back down in slow motion, it hits you like immediately. And you're kind of just like looking up and you can't really move. And there's so much shit going on. Like, honestly, I I don't know if when people actually use it for sexual purposes, if they just do like smaller sniffs. But my buddy, he just had like a little bottle, like a few inches tall that had like caution sign on it because you're like not supposed to ingest it. You're not even supposed to let the liquid touch your skin. Like you're just supposed to smell it, which is also like not a great sign. Jeez, man. (laughs) What is this shit? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so he like he, he like guided me through what was about to happen. I'm like, okay, okay, like I'm comfortable. And this was at the end of a very long night. Like I was at this massive Barbie themed party for like the launch of the Barbie movie. This party was going from like four p.m. I was there until like 6 or 7 a.m. just like nonstop, just like did shrooms for the first part of it which was like a whole ass experience Jeez. and honestly it was dope because while we were doing shrooms it like rained really hard for like 10 or 15 minutes and that wasn't a huge deal because the party was already like water themed there was like a massive like foam dance area and like a fucking inflatable water slide that was like two or three stories tall like it was massive the rain was chill we were all already in swimsuits uh, so the first like part of that party, my girlfriend and I did shrooms and it was a solid experience. But the best part was that after it rained, there was this like gorgeous double rainbow all the way across the sky. You could see it from oh both ends. God, while you were tripping. Holy shit. Yeah. We literally just like sat and stared at this rainbow for like 15, 20 minutes. We're like, damn, that is fucking gorgeous. And we were kind of on this like on like the rooftop of this building where like the party was happening. There were like trees all around us and like the wind was blowing through the trees and, you know, like the pattern 
interns from the the shrooms were like looking really nice on the trees. We're like, damn, these are some sexy trees <laughs> with the rainbow and the clouds. Like, honestly, it was Dude, that beautiful. sounds amazing, man. Like, this is an amazing night, and that was like honestly the highlight out of all of the things. It's always shrooms, man. Those are always the highlight. Yeah, yeah. So that was good. And then we had a bit of like a reset period where we went to like the shrooms afterglow, and then shrooms kind of faded away. And then we did some ketamine and some two C as the party was like coming down. And so it was probably like two or three a.m. by the time I was offered poppers and like guided through this experience. And the experience itself was like solid, like. I don't know. Honestly, the one time I did whippets, I feel like they just made me feel like really like stupid and like yeah, idiotic. Yeah, like, like your brain of oxygen or something. Like yeah, kind of yeah, exactly. Like, like honestly, it wasn't something I enjoyed. Whereas poppers was like, okay, this is very reminiscent of doing like a fuck ton of ketamine, but it's so short lived that it just like comes and goes. But also when you're in the experience, it feels like it lasts for a minute. And so the oh, first sure. time he dosed me, he just he's like close one nostril and he put the bottle like under my nose and he was just like you know breathe in and then i think he held it there for like two or three seconds and then he moved it away and i just kind of laid back and like started getting a bit of visuals like on the ceiling that i was looking at but really just like you feel this very like floaty like out of body sensation and that was like solid it wasn't super super strong but like 100 felt it and then probably like 30 45 minutes later he offered me like another hit of the bottle i guess and he gave me like a big sniff and bro i was on this couch like i was there for what felt like probably 30 minutes this was like one to two minutes i was just like damn and it it was ketamine also in the sense that like if you take a lot of ketamine it definitely becomes hard to like interact with people and just like engage in any sort of interaction or conversation Uh, this was very much the case with uh with the poppers and otherwise like i guess my body was relaxed because you know like i also know about it in the context of people using it for sex like i just wasn't aware enough of my body to like be able to tell how it felt like i was just in my brain like admiring how this drug felt and wanting to just like appreciate it while i was trying it knowing that it's not something that i would consistently do like like the smell alone is like very intense chemically scent. And honestly, I need to do more education to understand exactly what it is. Cause I just read like one or two articles uh, after the fact to see, oh, just to learn like, is this like safe? Like, am I good? Like, what are the risks here? <laughs> and it seems like it's not any more dangerous than like your average, like other drug that we do. Like there weren't any like massive red flags that, that came up, which was the main thing that I was looking for. But yeah, it was kind of a wild time. You're at the club and the music is thumping, but you, you've got nothing left in the tank. So what do you do? Sniff some cacao. Yup, you heard that right. Sniff some cacao. It's the hottest new trend in the club and party scene. One bum-sized sniff of raw chocolatey powder contains the caffeine equivalent to a half cup of coffee and boom, it hits instantly. And the best part is you can now sniff cacao anytime, anywhere, right out in the open, in front of the DJ booth or the stage, even at the VIP table with your friends. Now, how does that happen without drawing unwanted attention? Snowgo's spring-loaded bump straws make it possible. These classy, triple-mirror polished bump straws are the safest, most discreet way to enjoy sniffing cacao. In fact, you've most likely already seen people wearing Snowgo's bump straws as pendants around their necks without even knowing it. Discover why sniffing cacao using Snowgo bump straws is being called the biggest revolution in partying since the invention of rock and roll. Jump on over to snowgostraws.com to learn more. That's S-N-O-G-O-S-T-R-A-W-S.com. And use discount code MDH15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order.
Dude, that's awesome. Did you start tripping when you were on it? Like, do you see actual patterns and shit? Because that's happened to me on Whippets before. <laughs> yeah, there is definitely a visual component. It, yeah, it wasn't the kind of visuals of like seeing things that aren't there, but definitely like colors and shapes and patterns were definitely a little bit like skewed and swimming, I would say. Swimming, I like that. Yeah, yeah. And it was nice because the first time that I did it, we were like hanging out in this, it basically looks like an airplane hangar, but like it's on this guy's property. It's just like a hangout spot with like couches and shit. And so there were like these cool lights projected on like the curved ceiling of this hangar. And so just admiring those. And then the second time was in like this like dark room where this was towards the end of the party, but it was so fucking hot outside. And this was the one room that like hadn't been used during the party. So it still maintained like air conditioned state and air. And so like the 20 people who were left at the party by like 6am, we all just kind of like converged in this room. It's like very dark, but they have this giant speaker with like these lights that change colors and like light up with the music, which was really cool. And so that with like the shadows and, and the light there while I was on this like super comfy couch, that was a good popper's experience, I would say. That's awesome, man. I gotta try it. It's on my list now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. G- give it a shot. Like, I think it's like safe enough to do once or twice. I definitely don't think it's as bad as Whippets. I think that would have come up. And Really? You don't think it's as bad? Dude, I did a shit ton of Whippets like last week and it was great. Dude, Whippets are so bad for you. <laughs> We're talking about permanent brain damage. Really? Damn, yeah. I gotta chill it. Wh- whippets are like literally like the worst thing you can do. Damn. I'm serious. Like, I'm not playing. <laughs> like, that, Dude, that's I why believe, I, I believe you. Honestly, again. though, like, it was worth the experience because, like, I was high as fuck with my girlfriend and we both hit whippets and then started making out and it was like literally fucking acid level tripping bro like <laughs> i i believe it i stay away from that shit i'm never doing it again because i i like my brain cells that's <laughs> and fair. i cannot I in confidence it. like tell anyone i think that whippets are a lot worse if you like are doing them through a balloon than through like a whipped cream maker you know what i mean like but I'm, yeah i'm no sure difference. it's terrible for it's you still, it still does the same thing to your brain yeah honestly i i, I would be curious this is something we should look into like i know anecdotally that whippets are extremely bad I, I do feel like we should like pull up some studies or something uh, for a future episode to see what the deal is there exactly. Because obviously all like substances are bad in different ways and to different extents. Just like from everything I've heard and read so far, like I have a very negative perception of whippets, but you know, it would be good to educate ourselves as well on it's like, what are the actual ramifications there? Yeah, that's fair. I know a lot of the problem with whippets comes with people binging them and like just doing back to back whippets, which is like really bad for you. But is there a term for uh, like people who do a lot of whippets? What is it? You know, there's like bar tards for uh, Xanax, for Zans, and, uh, yeah. stoners, and I don't know, like like whippets enthusiasts. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> we should make one though, if there isn't one. Yeah, honestly, what's well, like also I know like like no one who I hang out with on a regular basis does whippets, and aside from you, I guess there's like one other person I've met who like really got into whippets, as far as I know, at least. Yeah, they're like a, and I think I've mentioned this on the pod before. For me, whippets are like a maybe once or twice a year type of thing, where like I'll do a box with a homie or something like once or twice a year, just go through a box. Just, I mean, just, that's still probably so bad for you, dude. Yeah, you just said. Yeah. yeah, usually while doing something else too, but honestly, it's it's probably a really bad idea. It's also like one of the most expensive things to get into because like oh really? They charge like it's probably like it probably ends up being around fifty cents a whippet. Like, and if you're doing two at a time, like that shit adds up so fast. Yeah, because don't they come in those boxes? 
boxes with like 20 or 30 of the little canisters. Yeah. And then they're just, those boxes are just expensive because, which makes sense because they're designed for making whipped cream. So like you don't really need more than like two, like every like couple of weeks. Like how often are you fucking making whipped cream? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's like a restaurant supply kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest, since it's been several years and since I tried whippets, I like, I don't vividly remember how they felt, but I'm sure you could have an amazing time seshing other drugs that are significantly less bad for you. That's true. I will say doing whippets while tripping is something else. Have you had like a proper like ketamine sesh night yet? Yeah, man. <laughs> Maybe I just like love ketamine, but that those are some of my favorites. I believe it. It's just, it's one of those things that like is just a little bit harder for me to get. So I just don't end up doing it as much, but yeah, ketamine's dope. I, I feel that. It's, but it's also another one where it's like, for me personally, I know you do ketamine quite often, <laughs> but for me personally, I, I barely do ketamine, but when I do do it, I have a great time and I, I kind of do a lot of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. No, honestly, for me, I've found it's become kind of my like go-to substance when I'm going out and not taking shrooms. To be fair, fairly often I'm taking some quantity of shrooms, but it's nice because like I've never done ketamine like on weekdays and honestly, uh, it's probably like every other weekend. And that way the tolerance is low enough where like I just need bumps like throughout the night and that'll get me at like a really nice vibey level. Yeah, it, it is really like clean high if that makes sense. And at least that's the way I see it compared to like doing something that's more likely to be cut with shit or like just ever doing coke. Like coke is just one of those drugs that makes you feel nasty no matter what. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, Coke definitely has always made me feel like hyper and like locked into something. But I think ketamine kind of has some of the side effects that psychedelics do in the social sense. And that I feel like it does lower my inhibitions or like barriers to like what I'm saying. And it's led to honestly having like a lot of very profound conversations. Like outside of mushrooms, the other most profound conversations I've had in recent memory have all been on ketamine. Whether that's with friends or like honestly the places I've been hanging out at now, it's like everyone's on some drug, but it's like a classy <laughs> vibe. And just like interacting with people, whether they're on ketamine or on other substances, it's nice because everyone's very like public about what they're on. And it just leads to like very nice interactions, just seeing how like people on different drugs interact. Uh, and then just honestly, I've had some very like vulnerable, like close interactions with people who I've only known for a short period of time while on ketamine, which I've, I've really enjoyed. Do you feel like ketamine increases your empathy the same way that shrooms does? Or is it more of just like, I'm more comfortable with you now because I'm literally more comfortable on this drug? I think it's a bit more of the latter, just more of the, the comfort piece. But I feel like a byproduct of that is a little bit of increased empathy. I don't think it's as direct and it's not in the same way how psychedelics can kind of like rewire your brain in that sense, at least as far as I know. But it is something where if I'm taking the right amounts, it's really pleasant in like a chill social setting. And even if it's like, you know, a rave or a party or something, like at this point, I've learned like how much I need to dose myself to get the feeling that I want, because it is a very wide range of experiences with ketamine. Right. Wait, so I, I want to hear like one more Whippet story before we peace out for today. Yeah, man. The other night, like when I was doing Whippets with my girlfriend, and honestly, like this is a controversial thing because like a bunch of my friends were like, dude, I can't believe you're doing Whippets. Like this girl is toxic for you, blah, blah, blah. But like, I'm going to be honest, I instigated a lot of that. So it's my fault. But we were just like 
super fucking high, right? And I feel like when you do whippets on other drugs, like I've done whippets while tripping, like while high, while both tripping and high, you just get, you don't know what you're going to get, man, like experience wise. <laughs> like you're just rolling the dice. Dude, seriously, like it's, I don't know if it's just because like we were being sexual or something, but like I feel like it was almost orgasmic whenever we were like hitting the whippets and then making out. And then just like passing out almost, right? Like not like actually passing out, but like just like yeah. everything's buzzing, man. Like I'm starting to hear auditory hallucinations. Like the visuals are just popping off, like not for long, for like maybe like 10, 20 seconds. Like they're like really popping off visually. Just patterns and shit, nothing that's not there, right? But then like uh, doing whippets like on shrooms, it's like it's very similar in like the euphoria, but then the visuals are just like way more insane. Like, and I always wondered if whenever I do whippets, like when I'm high or something like that, if the visuals I'm getting are just like flashbacks from like doing a bunch of psychedelics or doing a bunch of psychedelics on whippets in the past. So I don't know, or I guess rather doing a bunch of whippets on psychedelics in the past, but I don't know. I don't know how that works in terms of like flashbacks and experiences. Cause I, I feel like I could just be sober walking around, looking at the ground. And if the ground has the right kind of pattern on it, like I will start to see shit visually, just like even sober. And it's like, but I enjoy it. Like it trips me out a little bit, but in like a, oh, that's fucking dope kind of way. Not like a damn, that shit bothers me kind of way. But I've met people who have like certain like autoimmune conditions or something mm -hmm. to where they they see something very similar they kind of start tripping whenever they see certain patterns but to them it's like hugely bothersome it's like fuck like what's happening to me right now like like this pattern's like fucking with my head and like those people don't do psychedelics so i don't know if they're just like uncomfortable with that feeling i could totally see how like visually trippy like that would fuck you up if you're not comfortable tripping but I don't know, man. I don't know how it all works. We got to we gotta educate ourselves a bit more. Yeah, no, it, it's funny you mentioned that as for people who like haven't tripped because I feel like anecdotally, some of the horror stories I've heard is some people like their brains, even after they like are done with the psychedelic, will go into this mode where they still get some visuals and it's like a very unpleasant experience. But I haven't heard of anything like that from like not taking psychedelics. Yeah, it's like people with certain like I don't want to say brain conditions because that's the wrong word. It's like um, I mean, there's definitely like pre-existing conditions that, right? Like yeah, yeah like, like psychedelics and, and honestly any drug for that matter is not for everybody. Like there are precautions that should be taken, whether it's psychedelics, whether it's alcohol. Like some of us just have proclivities towards and against different things. Yeah, but like like one of the people I was talking to, like the way that they described it to me, it's like. Let's say they walk into a room and the room just has a lot going on. Like there's like the walls have a certain wallpaper and then like the carpet has a bunch of patterns on it. That's like really intricate. Like they would walk into that room and get a headache immediately and be like, fuck what's going on with me. You know what I mean? And it's like kind of like trippy visually, but like not like in a pleasant way for them. Right. Versus like if I'm like exhausted and I walk into that same room and if I just like stare at the ground for too long or something, like I will start having like some sort of visual component to it that where it's like moving and it's like, which apparently I don't know if that's normal or not. I don't, I don't know. People tell me it's not normal, but, but that's fucking dope to me, man. Like I enjoy that shit. Like it doesn't give me a headache. You know what I mean? I'm like, fuck yeah. Like I try to get my, I try to induce it personally. Like I try to get myself yeah. to see more of those visuals and patterns. Dude, I I, th I think you're just built different, man. I don't know, man. I just think it's like all the tripping we do. Like we just rewired our brains to like associate that kind of thing with a positive feeling. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't say that I've ever had visuals like that. Like I'll, I'll see things, but like the closest thought that I'll have 
to that is like, oh, if I were tripping, like these patterns would be really nuts. But I've never like actually seen that when I was sober. So that's that's pretty crazy. It's it's subtle. It's subtle. Don't get me wrong. But like, yeah. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's like a with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> For real. All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you all next week. Truly, thank you for listening to the show. We seriously fucking appreciate it. If you want to help us out, just leaving a rating or a comment, you know, the drill would be incredibly helpful. But more importantly, share the knowledge and the love with your friends. Make sure they're getting the information they need on this topic that is so underserved and underappreciated in today's society. We'll see you all next week.